Thank you for joining us to hear today's message. At Faith Assembly, our passion and purpose is loving people to life in Christ. To find out more information, visit our website, faithnewcumberland.com. Good morning. All right, so this morning we are going to take a look at the story of Joseph. Now, I'm not talking about Joseph, Jesus' dad. I'm talking about the Joseph that had a dream and a fancy coat, okay? And this Joseph, I don't know about you, but I've heard this story quite a few times, right? We hear it in Sunday school, in children's church, VBS. If you ever went to youth group um, in Bible college, I heard it a couple of times, and even a couple of times since then, I've heard the story of Joseph. And um, the trouble with hearing a story so many times is that we can just skim right through it and skip the new things that God wants to show us through that story. And let me tell you, there's been a couple of times that I've beat myself up over that. I've read a story or I've heard um, a pastor preach and they've said something that I haven't recognized in the story before, or something that I didn't notice or didn't know. And I'll think to myself, I should have known that. Like, how long have I been a Christian? I should have definitely known that by now. <laughs> but then God spoke to me and just really um, helped me to understand that the Bible is a living book. And uh, God illuminates his scripture, which means that he shows us new things in his scripture, depending on what season of life we're in, depending on what situation we're in. He uses his scripture to speak different things to us. So we should never feel bad about not knowing something or learning something new about the Bible. God is so much bigger than us. He is, his, our, our infinite minds can't comprehend all there is to God or all there is to the Bible. So we will never know everything. There, we'll never understand everything about the Bible until we get to heaven. So it's just our job while we're here on earth to continue to learn and to continue to be students of the Bible and students of God so that uh, he can use those um those scriptures and those things in his word to speak to our lives and to help us grow closer to him. So for the most part, when we hear about Joseph, we hear about how his brothers sold him into slavery, right? And threw him into a pit and he persevered and he landed a cushy job in a palace eventually. So it's like this pit to palace story of if you endure and if you persevere and if you keep pushing towards your dream, you'll get there, right? And that's good, right? That's, that's a good lesson. But God has been showing me so much more about Joseph this week and so much more about dreams. First, I want to take a look at where Joseph came from. We know um, a little bit about Joseph's brothers. They're the ones who um, were jealous of Joseph's coat and they threw him into a pit uh, because they didn't like him. And they sold him as a slave, right? But his parents, this was something that I think I probably knew like a long time ago, but I had forgotten about until I looked at the story <laughs> again uh, this week. But his parents were Jacob or Israel, he was called by both names in the Bible, and Rebecca. Now, Jacob loved Rachel before they got married, and he had to work for seven years for Rachel's father to earn her hand in marriage. Now, once he worked those seven years, the father gave Jacob the wrong daughter. He gave him Leah on purpose, right, to trick him. 
because Leah was the older daughter and she was a little bit less attractive and nobody wanted to marry her and they couldn't marry the younger daughters before the older daughters. So he tricked Jacob and gave him Leah instead of Rachel. Now, I don't know how you accidentally marry someone, but that's what happens. <laughs> he accidentally married the younger sister, or the older sister, instead of uh, Rebecca, the younger sister, who is who he wanted to marry. So at the time of our story, when we're talking um, about Joseph, Joseph was Rachel's son. So his father loved him more than all of Leah's sons because he loved his mother more than he loved the mother of his other children. So I think that that's interesting when we um, look at this story. It kind of uh, helps it to make sense why uh, Jacob loved Joseph more than the rest of his brothers. It makes sense why that jealousy might be there among the other brothers towards Joseph. Now you're going to find out today that the word that God has been revealing to me and has laid on my heart to share with you is different. So today we're going to take a little bit of a different approach in uh, reading our Bible story today, and we're going to watch it as a cartoon on the screen. Are you okay with that? Yeah. It's going to be a couple of, uh, couple of videos today. So Tam, go ahead and play the first one. We're going to take a look at Joseph. The Faithful Hall of Fame, Joseph. So this is Joseph. Hey! You see, Joseph was the son of Israel and Rachel. Israel loved Joseph more than all 12 of his sons. In fact, he made Joseph a coat to show him how much he loved him. <laughs> when Joseph's brothers saw this, they hated Joseph. One night, Joseph had a dream. When he awoke, Joseph told the dream to his brothers. He said, listen to this dream I had. We were gathering grain when suddenly my bundle of grain rose up and all of you bowed to me. This made his brothers hate Joseph even more. And they said, you're going to rule over us? Then Joseph had another dream. And he told it to his brothers and his father. He said, listen, I had another dream. And this time, the sun and moon and 11 stars were bowing down to me. This time, Israel heard the dream and rebuked Joseph, saying, Will your mother and brothers and I actually come and bow down before you? The brothers were even more angry when they heard the second dream. Israel, however, decided to think about what Joseph was saying. One day, Joseph's brothers were working when they saw Joseph coming to meet them. One of his brothers mocked him and said, Here comes the dreamer. Come on now, let's kill him and throw him away to be devoured by a ferocious animal. Then we'll see what comes of his dreams. One of the brothers named Reuben wanted to rescue Joseph, so he said, Let us not take his life. Instead, throw him in the pit. Yeah. 
So when Joseph came to his brothers, hey. they attacked him. They took the robe their father had given Joseph. They hoisted Joseph up and threw him into the well. Then they saw a group of men from Midian coming towards them. Judah thought it would be a good idea to sell Joseph to these men. So the brothers sold Joseph to the merchants for 20 shekels. The brothers then took the coat of many colors back to their father and made him believe that Joseph had been killed. Israel wept for his son whom he loved. Meanwhile, Joseph was taken as a slave to Egypt to work in the house of a man named Potiphar, for Joseph's story was only just beginning. Alrighty, so Joseph, he was different, right? He was different from his brothers. His father favored him differently. He dressed him and clothed him differently. And Joseph had a dream from God that we saw there in our video. He knew that God had something specifically unique for him to accomplish while he was on earth. And that made him different. But as Christians, we should all be the same kind of different as Joseph was. Because our father Jesus has also clothed us differently. He favors us differently because we're his children. He gives us power differently because we're his children. So that should make us different. We are called to be different. We're called to walk differently. We're called to spend our money differently. We're called to talk differently and text differently. We're called to post on Facebook differently, right? Because God has chosen us to be different and we can only accomplish what God has asked us to do in our life and on this earth if we are different from everybody else. Um, now, just like Joseph, there are going to be some people, his brothers didn't understand his different, right? And there's going to be some people in our life that don't understand why we're different either. Being different isn't easy. I mean, Jesus was crucified because he was different, right? The people didn't understand how he had grace, but yet still required truth and still spoke truth into their lives, but was graceful towards them when they made mistakes. They didn't understand that because Jesus was different. And they crucified him because of that. I heard a quote this week that said, being the same as everyone else earned you acceptance, but being different earned you respect. We can't expect to change our world. We can't expect to make a difference or have an influence in our family or at our workplace or among our neighbors. We can't expect to make a difference if we're the same as they are. We have to be different. We're called to be different. Now, let me clarify a little bit because in our society, in our culture today, we hear the word different a lot, right? Everybody wants to be different. But there's a difference between being different <laughs> for Jesus and being different just to be different, right? We're not called to be different just to be different, just to be like, oh, I'm just going to be different because I don't feel like being like everybody else. That's not what God's calling us to do. He's calling us to be different for him. He's calling us to follow what he's called us to do, and that makes us different. Um, God was giving Joseph the plan for his life in the dream, right? But he was giving it to him in a dream in his sleep. And did you know that God still does that today? One of the ways that God speaks to us is through dreams. The Bible says that young men will see visions and old men will dream dreams. Now, Joseph wasn't old, but he was mature in his faith. And there's 
um, so many cool stories in the Bible and um, stories from today of people who have experienced God speaking to them in their dreams. I think some of the coolest stories of this, you can Google and just find a bunch of stories of um, specifically Muslim people who have never heard the name of Jesus, never heard Christianity because of how closed their countries are to Christianity. Um, yet they have a dream and Jesus appears to them and they're so affected by that dream and by God speaking to them in that way that when they wake up, they renounce their Muslim faith and turn to Christianity. Um, so God definitely still speaks through dreams. But most of us don't, I mean, I don't know about you, but like I don't even remember or pay attention to my dreams most of the time. <laughs> um, and God really challenged me with that this week because the Bible clearly says that he speaks to us through dreams. Yet I usually just remember them for a few minutes when I wake up and then forget about them for the rest of the day. Now, all dreams aren't God speaking. I've been paying closer attention to my dreams this week, and there's definitely some that are just a little obscure and, like, definitely not God speaking. Like, one of my dreams this week was about, like, people's feet falling off. I don't know. <laughs> I remembered it because I was, like, specifically paying attention, but I don't think that was God speaking. <laughs> In, in fact, in Ecclesiastes 5.7, it says, much dreaming and many words are meaningless. So all of our dreams aren't God speaking, just like all words aren't God speaking uh, to us. But I would encourage you to pay attention to your dreams. And if there is one that you think is God speaking, write it down and take note of it, because it's definitely a way that God speaks. Now, one more thing on that topic. When if you're confused about a dream and you're wondering if it's from God or what it means, I would encourage you to go to uh, the Bible and go to prayer, ask God what it means. Go to another Christian and seek an interpretation of your dream. There's lots of uh, psychology, lots of things on the internet that will try to interpret your dreams for you. But if we're interpreting a dream from God, we can't expect that someone who is not using God could interpret that dream for us. We cannot interpret a dream from God without God. Um, so I was thinking this week, why God would use dreams to speak to us? Why did he use dreams in the Bible so many times to speak to people? Um, I suspect, like I said, he speaks a lot in dreams today too, and sometimes we just don't pay attention to it. So I did a little bit of research on dreams, and I found it interesting that when we dream, the part of our brain that makes us think logically shuts off. The part of our brain that processes fear shuts off. The part of our dream that is, or the part of our brain that's the most awake when we're dreaming is the part that processes emotion and the part that solves problems. Scientifically, our brain solves problems and help, helps us process life when we're sleeping. That's why we dream. Um, <clears throat> that's why when, like, maybe you're going through a difficult time or you have a problem and you're talking to somebody, they'll say, just sleep on it, right? Because dreams help us process life and help us solve problems like that. I don't think I've ever gone through something difficult and someone said, oh, just stay awake all night on it and in the morning <laughs> you'll have an answer, <laughs> right? That has the opposite effect. We sleep on it because that's what dreaming does. It helps us process and solve problems. So I think it's interesting that God knows that he can use us regardless of our human limitations. 
God is a creative God. His plans, they can scare us sometimes because they're so big. So it makes perfect sense to me why God would speak to us when our brains don't process fear in a state where human limitations are deactivated. He speaks to us when our brains are most creative and the most ready to solve problems. Dreams are good. God's plans are good. But what happens when we get in the way? What happens when we mess up? What happens when we open our mouths when we should have kept it closed? What happens when we have a dream and we go running around uh, to all of our neighbors and friends with a trumpet or pots and pans like Joseph did in this story (laughs) when we probably should have been a little bit more humble? (laughs) What happens when our imperfect lives collide with God's plans for our lives? Let's continue with the next section of our story of Joseph. The Faithful Hall of Fame, Joseph. This is Joseph, who was the son of Israel and Rachel. But he had 11 brothers who hated him and sold him into slavery. After being put in jail, Joseph told of the future of Egypt when he interpreted Pharaoh's dreams, and Joseph found favor with the Pharaoh. The Pharaoh made Joseph a leader in his kingdom. Just as Joseph had told the Pharaoh, Egypt had seven years of abundance. Hall of Fame, Joseph. This is Joseph, who was the son of Israel and Rachel. He was his father's favorite, so his brothers hated him and sold him into slavery. You see, Joseph was taken to Egypt, and Potiphar, one of the Pharaoh's officials, bought him for his household. God was with Joseph, and he did well in Potiphar's house. Potiphar saw that God made everything Joseph did a success, so he put Joseph in charge of his whole house. And God blessed Potiphar's house because of this. Potiphar's wife saw how well Joseph was doing in the house, and she wanted to make him do bad things. Joseph ran away from her because he wanted nothing to do with someone who would try to make him do the wrong thing. This made Potiphar's wife angry, and she wanted to be rid of Joseph. So she lied and made Potiphar believe that Joseph had done the bad things that she wanted him to do. Potiphar burned with anger against Joseph and sent him to prison. 
while Joseph was in prison. Again, he did well and the warden soon made him responsible for all that was done there. God was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. When two full years had passed, Pharaoh was having unsettling dreams. Pharaoh did not understand his dreams, so he sent for Joseph. Hey. Pharaoh asked Joseph to tell him the meaning of his dreams. With God's help, Joseph told Pharaoh that the dreams told of what could come in the future, and he explained all the dreams to the Pharaoh. Pharaoh believed that what Joseph was saying was true. He trusted Joseph as a wise man, and he put him in charge of the land of Egypt, of Pharaoh's palace, and of all his people. So one thing that stood out to me while reading the story of Joseph this time was how we view Joseph's dream and how we might view our own dreams. Sometimes we hear people say, follow your dreams, or if you dream it, you can do it. We look at Joseph and we say, look how he followed his dreams. Look how he persevered through those trials. Look how he was in prison, yet God still used him. Um, and in the Bible, though, I noticed it says many times that God was with Joseph. It says that over and over in the story of Joseph, God was with Joseph. Now, God wasn't with Joseph just because Joseph was his favorite and because he liked him better than anybody else. I have to believe that God was with Joseph because Joseph spent time with God. He spent time making sure that relationship was right so that he could be the right kind of different. Um, and I think that Joseph found that when he followed God, God's dreams followed him. He didn't go after his dreams because if we're just going after our dreams, then we're at, in, at risk of following what we want and not what God wants. We're in, at risk of taking control of those dreams and doing it our way instead of doing it God's way. So I think that Joseph learned that to follow God and to fulfill the dreams and the plans that God had for his life, he had to follow God first. And then those dreams and those things that God wanted him to do, that followed him as well. And it didn't matter what he did to mess up. It didn't matter what he did, what mistakes he made. As long as he was still focused on God and as long as he was still following God, those dreams and those things that God wanted and planned for him followed him. If we're following God, we can't mess up the plan that God has for our life. Yes, we make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. But we have to follow God. And then God's plans and his dreams for us will follow us. Now, the important part to remember about that is we have to be following God. Because if we're not following God, we can mess up. We can mess up our life. We can mess up the plans that God has for our lives. But as long as we're following God, we can't mess it up. Jesus, Joseph did a lot of things that was right, that were right, but he wasn't perfect, right? He said things he shouldn't have said. He boasted a bit more than he should have. He used a few more pots and pans than he probably needed to. Joseph, he, I think he probably liked being the favorite a little bit. 
and uh, he probably didn't love his brothers as well as he could have. <laughs> but you know what? I'm glad that Joseph had a dream from God. I'm glad that he was okay with being different. And I'm glad that Joseph wasn't perfect because it shows us that we can live as imperfect people and still fulfill the plans and the will of God on our life. God uses us despite our imperfections. When we follow God, his dreams follow us even when we mess up. Let's see how Joseph's story ends. The Faithful Hall of Fame, Joseph. This is Joseph, hey. who was the son of Israel and Rachel. Ah. But he had 11 brothers who hated him and sold him into slavery. Yeah. After being put in jail, Joseph told of the future of Egypt when he interpreted Pharaoh's dreams, and Joseph found favor with the Pharaoh. The Pharaoh made Joseph a leader in his kingdom. Just as Joseph had told the Pharaoh, Egypt had seven years of abundance. Then the seven years of abundance came to an end, and the seven years of famine began, just as Joseph had said. But the Egyptians had food to eat because Joseph had planned for the famine. There was famine in all the other lands, and many came to Joseph to buy food. There was even a famine in the land that Joseph came from. So when Israel heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent his sons to buy some. Yeah. But Israel did not send Benjamin with the others. Aww because he was afraid that harm might come to him. When Joseph's brothers came to him, Joseph recognized them, but he pretended to be a stranger. So Joseph decided to test his brothers. He had his interpreter tell them to send for Benjamin, who had stayed home. And then he threw his brothers in jail for three days. On the third day, Joseph let all but one of the brothers take grain to their starving households with the instruction to bring Benjamin back. But Joseph provided for his brother's journey and gave them grain and silver. The brothers did exactly as Joseph instructed as they were scared that God was punishing them for what they had done to Joseph so many years before. They traveled home to their father's house, Yippee! then back to Egypt. Now that he had seen that they brought Benjamin, Joseph was overwhelmed, so he released the brother who was still in prison. Yeah. But Joseph decided to play one more trick on his brothers. He sent the brothers away, but told his servant to hide his silver cup in Benjamin's bag. Then Joseph told the servant to go after the brothers and retrieve the cup. The brothers hadn't traveled far before the servant stopped them and accused them of stealing the cup. Joseph could no longer control himself before his attendants. 
he made them leave so he could be alone with his brothers. And he told his brothers who he really was. Ta-da! He told them of his life and all he had experienced and he forgave them for what they had done. God was with Joseph and took care of him and showed him favor. God's dreams followed Joseph. They followed Joseph when he was hated. They followed him into slavery. The dream followed him when he was lied about, followed him when he was accused of adultery and unjustly thrown into prison. Joseph's dream was fulfilled, but it looked a lot different than what he had imagined. Far away, his dream looked different than it did close up. Jesus, or <laughs> Joseph found himself in Egypt he looked up. I imagine in that scene when he looked up and he saw his brother standing there, he probably thought to himself, this is the dream. This is what God was talking about when I had that dream so many years ago. But it didn't look like a bunch of stars and the moon and the sun bowing down to him. It looked like him serving his brother's food. He found himself in the center. He found himself with his brothers bowing down to him, but it wasn't for status that his brothers were bowing down to him and that God was using him. It was for service that he was using him. He was using him to serve not only his brothers, but people all over Egypt and the surrounding areas because of the famine that the land was in. Uh, so I asked you today, how are you serving the purpose that God has created you for? I think that you'll find that as you follow God, his plans for your life always include service because that's what Jesus was all about. He was about serving others. He was about loving others. That's why our mission at Faith Assembly is loving people to life because we want to be like Jesus and we want to reach out our hand and serve others in our community. So I asked you today, how are you serving the purpose that God has for you? Maybe you had a dream or maybe you have a dream for your life and you're fighting for it. You're pushing through like Joseph did. Make sure that the dream that you're fighting for is a God dream and not just a fantasy of your own. We do this by following God and making sure that we're letting his dreams follow us and we're not pushing our way in and trying to be in, char in charge and uh, in control of those dreams. Maybe your dream didn't come true. Maybe there's something in your life, an area in your life that you had dreamed about and it's just not working out the way that you had imagined. Maybe you planned and you planned and you planned, but all of those shiny stars just have faded. Life is different than you expected it to be. Dream or no dream. I just uh, challenge you today to allow God to... Um, to birth new dreams in your heart. Allow him to use whatever situation is messy in your life right now. Whatever situation is not going the way that you dreamed it would. Let God birth new dreams. And we do that by following God so that he can allow those dreams to follow us. If you're breathing, if you're living, God still has a plan and a purpose for you. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter what situation of life you're in. The Bible tells us that over and over. It shows us over and over in the lives of Joseph and many others that it doesn't matter what stage or how old you are, God still has a plan for your life as long as you're following him. Maybe you're living 
in your dream, but it looks different. Maybe you just don't realize that you're living in your dream because it's not as dreamy as you thought it would be. (laughs) Maybe you dreamed of being a parent or a grandparent, and now it just, it looks different close up. Maybe the job you have is your dream job, but it looks different when you're, um, I was thinking about this this week. I remember when I was going through the interview process of the job that I have now. I I thought, like, oh, that would be my dream job. Like, that would be awesome. And it is, and I do love my job, but there's sometimes at camp when I'm, like, combing lice out of kids' hair, and I'm like, this this is not as dreamy as I thought it would be. (laughs) Um, Maybe you dreamed of being married, but it looks different. It's just different, right? This morning, I just challenge you to let that different be okay. Embrace the different and be different because you're chosen and favored by the God who has unimaginable dreams for your life. I'm going to ask Krista to come up and we're going to sing a last song um, this morning. And I just want you to focus on God this morning and ask him, maybe you're in that spot where you need a new dream. Maybe I feel like there are a couple of people in here this morning who just You feel like you're in a mess and you need a new dream. You need God to birth a new dream in your heart. Well, start with your relationship with him this morning. Go after God and he will, he'll birth those new dreams, those new hopes into your heart. Maybe you're in a place where you're living in your dream and sometimes you get frustrated because it's different than what you thought it would be. I just asked that you just focus on God this morning and ask him to Uh, give you strength, to give you wisdom, to give you guidance as you steward that dream that you're living in. Let's just pray this morning. Dear Jesus, I thank you for giving us dreams. I thank you that you have plans for our life, God. I thank you that we are living on purpose for you, God. I thank you that we're serving a purpose. For your kingdom. And I just ask that each person that is sitting here this morning, I just ask that you plant in their hearts the purpose that they should be serving, Jesus. Refocus us, God. I just ask that you help us to refocus on your dream, your plans, your purposes. Sometimes it's so easy to get distracted and to lose that focus, God. But we just pray that you help us this morning to focus on you. And we know that as we focus on you, your dreams and your plans will follow us. And we thank you so much for the hope that we have in that this morning, Jesus. I just thank you and I praise you. In your name we pray, amen. As we sing this last song, if you uh, just feel like you need special prayer, if you feel like you want someone to agree with you in prayer for a dream, if you just have a situation going on in your life that you need uh, someone to pray with you for, um, I'll be up here. Pastor Josh is up here. We'd love to pray with you this morning. Can we just surrender our hearts to him today? Allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart and life.
Change my heart.
bigger than the situations in your life. He's bigger than the pain in your life. He's bigger than the decisions that you have to make in your life. We just have to rely on him. We are not powerful enough. We can't do it. We can't do it on our own, but we can do it with God because we have a God who is bigger. So I just want to challenge and encourage you with that this morning. If you want to stay and pray, stay and in the presence of God that we're in this morning, I encourage you to do that. Get close to God. Get right with God this morning. But if you feel released to go, then we'll see you next week. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul.
change my heart.